Hi, this is Walter Montero, and you're listening to this week's edition of the Real Estate and Mortgage Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Real Estate and Mortgage Show. My name is Walter Montero. Sorry about the long delay in between broadcasts here. Um, I usually like to just come out and give you some information when I got it. And believe me, I certainly have some information that I want to share with you. So for those of you that don't know, there is some big changes coming into the mortgage market as of October 17th of 2016 that you need to be aware of. And it's going to have, I believe, a significant impact on the marketplace. So basically what these changes are, basically first and foremost going to affect people that are purchasing properties or refinancing properties for less than 20% equity stakehold in the property. So in other words, if you're putting down less than 20% on a property, then these new rules are definitely going to have an impact on what you purchase. So right now, just so you understand where the rules sit, right now, if you were to go to a lending institution with, uh, say, a 5% down payment, you can typically get a mortgage, depending on your credit worthiness, of course. If you're A1 in gold in terms of credit worthiness, you're looking at about a 2.39% five-year fixed mortgage rate. So basically, what you would have to do there is you would have to, your income, would have to be able to support that particular mortgage. So for example, if you had a young couple together with a combined income of about $70,000 a year, so you'd be both making about $35,000, those people with 5% down would be able to buy a house, say, for about $418,000, okay? Because basically the qualification is based on what they earn and what they're actually going to pay. Specifically, if they're A1 in gold in terms of credit worthiness, they can use 39%, that's 39% of their gross annual income towards their mortgage payment, taxes, heat, and insurance. Okay, so that's what it supports right now. When the new rules kick in, what is going to happen is they're going to have to qualify to a new benchmark rate of 4.64%. Now, One thing I want you to understand here is they will not be paying 4.64, but they have to qualify for the mortgage as if the rate was 4.64. So they're still going to be borrowing the money at the discounted rate, say of 2.39%. But now, instead of being able to buy a property of $418,000, like the $70,000 earner couple that I was talking about, that affects what they can purchase now. So they no longer can buy that $418,000 house. Now they can only buy a $328,000 house. Significant, significant change. In fact, specifically, it's going to affect their buying power by about 20%. So in other words, if you qualify for a $500,000 house today, after October 17th, you no longer qualify for it. You qualify for a $400,000 house. So it takes a big bite out of the marketplace. But again, this is only going to be affecting people that put less than 20% down, which in my personal opinion is a significant amount of people. So it's going to have, I believe, a negative effect on the marketplace. So that's change number one, which is happening on the 17th. Another change that's coming down the pipe which is going to be happening on November the 30th, is the government is going to disallow or is going to be making some rule changes 
to lenders being able to back insure their book of mortgages, okay? So I know I'm getting into a little bit of gibberish here, but basically what that means is there's little lenders out there, what we call monoline lenders, that tend to keep rates relatively low. They're the ones that are sort of nipping at the heels of the bank and making sort of everything kind of on the cheaper side, okay? So you've got these small monoline lenders, and what they typically do, they have limited resources as to, you know, their limiting power. So the way that they sort of replenish their coffers, so to speak, is after they've funded off these mortgages, they back insure them through CMHC, so they insure the mortgages themselves through their cost, and they sell that book off to another lender, okay, or off to a bank or investors. So the banks are relatively, uh, well, the banks, of course, are very accepting to this portfolio because it's been back insured by CMHC. So now what CMHC has said is that that's fine. They can continue to do that as long as the book of business now qualifies under those new rules, which, of course, they will not. Okay, so basically what that means is a lot of these monoline lenders are either going to have to find another group of investors and make their rates more expensive, or they're just going to be out of the marketplace altogether, which, again, as you know, when competition is eliminated, it really gives banks the carte blanche to do what they want in terms of rates. So this is a big win for Canadian banks. Probably not so big for the consumer and certainly not very big for the monoline lenders. So that's change number two. The third change that's coming up is uh, with regards to principal residence being sold. Now, as you know, we have a personal exemption on when we sell our our principal residence living in Canada that we get to harvest any of the profits tax-free. Okay, And that hasn't changed. That certainly hasn't changed. But what is going to change is, and it's going to be effective as of 2016, is if you sell your principal residence during 2016 and, and from here on in, you now have to report it to CRA. Not that you're, you're going to be subject to the tax, but... But the the reason is is you have to you're going to have to deem this property your your principal residence, and they they say that this is going to help us basically you know stop foreign owners or foreign buyers from flipping properties or from selling properties without paying tax and taking advantage of that particular exemption. So what does that mean to you? Probably not very much because if you're a resident of Canada, then it's not that big a deal. You just have to report it. But the one thing that I understand that you should be clear on is you must report any sale of your principal residence because if you do not in the future, that could give you implications of tax uh, problems in the future or penalties in the future. So be very, very careful when you sell any principal residence that you report it to CRA. The other thing that you should do, and again, I'm not a tax expert, especially for those of you that have cottages, you should get in touch with your accountant, make sure that you're clear as to which one of your properties is deemed to be your principal residence so you don't get yourself in any kind of tax tax implication. Those are the big changes that are coming down the pipe. I'm certainly not sure what kind of impact this is going to have on the market. I'm sure it's going to have some. Let's hope it's not too severe. But I think in the short term, I think we're in for some some short-term pain. So those are basically the changes that are coming down the pipe. And if you have any questions about any of these uh, changes, feel free to give me a call or give my wife a call here at the office, 519-624-9222. Thanks very much, and I hope you're having a great day. 
Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of the Real Estate Mortgage Show. If you have any real estate questions, please direct them to me at 519-624-9222 or walter at maximumresults.ca or you can find me online at www.cambridgehouses.com. If your interests are in mortgages, please feel free to call 519-624-9222 or email karen at karen at maximumresults.ca or you can find her online at www.m as in Mary, R as in Roger, financial.ca. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you have a great week.